CHGO Bears podcast on a preview Friday to the final home game of 2023. Hard to believe that we have run through another season. Nicholas Boreano, good to see you, my friend. Greg Bragg's producing. Can't wait for his next pop in on a Friday. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll do it normally here, but he is not here today. There he is. Gregory is lurking. Can't wait for his contribution to the show today. He loves these Friday preview shows. All right. So, Nick, before we get into it again, and Joe Treviza, you already got me rattled. I'm going to have to move away from the comments. What? It's Carmigan. Yeah, it's Carmigan. Karma's here again. You got to deal with me on a Friday, and you're happy to see me, and I know you are, and that is the way we're going to roll this. All right. Nick. Let me ask you a question. Is Sunday a big game? Sunday is a big game Um, for not just the Bears, but a bunch of the individuals who will be, you know, obviously playing in the game. Uh, Matt Eberflus, will this be his last game coaching at Soldier Field? That easily could have been the headline of this show. But, yeah, I think there is a lot of significance to this last game at Soldier Field. So... Is it, let me ask it a different way. Is it a big game for the 2023 Bears? I'm going to still say yes. It is a big game because I think right now they they want to finish this season off right, Mark. Like technically there is the 1% chance they're still in the playoff run, but I don't think that's what they're, they're, they obviously have to rely on other teams to get in, but they still are playing, there's jobs on the line. So for the 2023 Bears, there is significance still. Okay, but I'm trying to, as the siren goes off, I'm trying to make a slightly nuanced point that's probably not that interesting, but I find it to be very interesting. Look, as far as 2023 goes, the Bears, as much as I'm hoping for a miracle here, it's so unbelievably unlikely that the game is is generally irrelevant. It 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 is we're we're playing out the string. I hate it. Uh, I wish we weren't. I'm glad that there is the 2% chance. Wonderful. But so in that regard, I feel like the game is basically meaningless. As far as everything else, this may be, I'm not sure how they're looking at it, but it feels like the most important time in the franchise's history that I can remember. The more I just sit here and and listen to Luke Getze talk yesterday and think about the future of flus and think about what they're going to do at quarterback or not do at quarterback, this time frame that we're in right now, we should all, I don't know, get out the journals. Let's document our Bears feelings on a daily basis. Greg Braggs is 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 staying up till one in the morning and watching Oppenheimer till four because he can't sleep because he's that paranoid about the Carolina pick. Luke Getze is asked a question about how he thinks the whole season has gone. He's like, ah, it's an intense question. I, I don't want to answer that right now. Like, dude. We're in, we are in one of the most interesting times in the history of the franchise uh, of the last, I don't know, at least a decade. So I, I just, with everything that's going on. So I, I, I'm just, I'm just kind of excited about the whole thing and a little bit nervous as to how it's all going to play out, but Hey, it's going to play out how it's going to play out. Yeah. I think a lot of bears fans are feeling the exact same way because there's so much talk about what they're going to do after these next two games, right? What's going to be the big decision that Ryan Poles ultimately comes to about the quarterback position, the head coach, And how are they going to put this organization in the best position moving forward? But there are still two games to be played, but it does seem like, you know, if you ask the, if you ask the pulse of the fan base, what they're looking forward to, it's just what, what's the decision Ryan Pohl is going to ultimately come down to, especially at the quarterback position. That seems to be the, all the talk on on Twitter right now. I haven't, I haven't really gotten into that much of that Twitter sphere yet. I'm waiting for these two, two games to play out and then we can all, all engage into what we think Ryan Paul's going to do. Yeah, you're in reporter mode, buddy. You're about to switch into uh, show host Twitter. Live your yeah. live your off season, Nicholas Moriano life. But all right, before we get into the offensive keys for this fine football game on Sunday, which uh, I am excited to watch and see how it all comes out in, in the water here, if you will, with uh, mainly the quarterback. But let's 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 shout out Matt Eberflus. And Nick, you're you he's in he's got the nicknames video. Um and he's got a nickname for I don't know, 20 dudes. Uh Jaquan Brisker is Mako and Kyler Gordon, of course, is I mean he's Spidey. 
Jalen Johnson, Dragon Slayer, Eddie Jackson. He, he he played the hits on that one with Bojack. Congrats on becoming the Jeff Dickerson Good Guy Award to Eddie yesterday. That was mm-hmm. super cool to see. Um, Smitty for Terrell Smith, the Sandman for Jack Sanborn, TJ Edwards, the Hitman. You got a favorite here, Nick? There's a lot of good ones. Um, you know, just to Montez Sweat Beast. I really like, I mean, just you look at Montez Sweat. I mean, that's really a good one. I've always liked Juggernaut for uh, Andrew Billings, just being, you know, it's very fitting for his name. But it was, it, it gave me a smile just listening. He basically approaches everyone like same exact way, but then replaces the nickname with whoever he's talking to. So, Keep it consistent, uh, but I think actually a lot of uh, a lot of people actually like that video. The Dragon Slayer, I see tricky uh, trips in in the chat here. Dragon Slayer for for Jalen Johnson, I I think I like it, but it, it, that one was that one caught me off guard when I was looking at all the other names here. Do we think that the locker room likes the Flues? I think so. I think they I think you think they they think he's a little corny. In, a, in ways like, oh, here's another nickname, but they kind of gravitate towards it, I guess. But I think so. I know. Well, definitely, we know that Jaquan Brisker loves Matty Refluce. So always locking arms at the national anthem and Mako for the Mako Shark or whatever. But um, I think so. I think ultimately the, the locker room does enjoy the Fluce. I, I mean, it would be one of the great accomplishments of my life, by the way, if Matty Refluce knew me well enough to give me a nickname. What's what's up, Carm Daddy? <laughs> What's up, Car Malicious? What's up, C Spot? Something I don't know, like uh, whatever you would do. I mean, I'm just making up nicknames for myself, which is uh, a sad state of affairs. But I, I would like, uh, <laughs> I, I would enjoy that if the, if I could get on a, on a nickname with the Flucy. Uh, we 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 gave most of them. Jervon Dexter's Dino Dex, Demarcus Walker, D Walk. That's up the middle. Uh, Juggernaut for Andrew Billings, D Wright for Darnell Wright, one for QB one Justin Fields. Bay for Bajan. Come on, man. Can you can you can you can you lift that one up a little bit there? Flucy Fluce. Uh the governor for Roshan Johnson. I think that's funny because he so is. Uh KB for Kyrie Blasting game. Okay, fine. T Scott for Tyler Scott. That's not exactly creative either. V12 <laughs> for Valus. Valus, at least if, if if nothing else in his Bears career, he made it to a nickname. Congrats to Valus. Yeah, that, that's, uh, I think, yeah, maybe this is telling you who are Eberflus's guys. We're looking at this list right here. Is there any notable guys that are not, oh, wait, where's uh, DJ Martin's not on this list yet? That's uh, that surprising at all? I don't, I don't know. Maybe just, he's DJ Moore. There, maybe he doesn't need a nickname. I don't know. But everyone else that he seems to like has one. I mean, DJ's too cool to, to like, get sucked yeah. into, you know. Those of us who are just dying for for a nickname, right, that's just not DJ. He's 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 too set in his his talents. All right, offensive keys, Nick. Where are we starting? Yeah, so just watching the tape of this Atlanta Falcons defense, they're active, man. They move around. They they're gonna f- swarm to the football. But I think what the Bears need to do is replicate what happened last week at Soldier Field against the Cardinals, and that's just staying ahead of the chains and. They, it was it was a tale of two halves for the Bears. And Cole Komet got injured, didn't play the second half. DJ Moore is dealing with injury. But when you look at first down success mark in the first half compared to the second half, the Bears are gained 6.8 yards per play on first down in that first half. That dropped dramatically in the second half to 3.86. So the Bears need to find that balance and stay ahead of the chains because I think that allows Luke Getze to call his offense the way he wants to doesn't get pigeonholed to doing things that are too predictable where the Atlanta Falcons are going to be able to really diagnose what they're doing and, you know, get stops on defense. But, and I I just think if they're able to do that, it just allows the offense to be what Fields wants it to be, what Getzey wants it to be. And Gardner Minshew in that Colts offense a week ago against Atlanta, there were a couple of times where they didn't get, you know, successful plays on first down and you saw the repercussions of it where Atlanta was able to kind of just pin their ears back, blitz him, and get the ball out quickly. It didn't always end up in a sack because that's not what Atlanta does, but they were able to make some some positive plays, and the Colts only ultimately scored 10 points in that game. So got to be successful and stay ahead of the chains, especially on first down. Some some interesting nicknames coming in for me on the side here, including you, Dylan that. Prescott, which we don't really need, but thank you so much. You're a creative man. Um <laughs> Look, 
Cole Komet hasn't practiced all week. I don't know if he's going to yeah. practice today. What the sense of that is, uh, Bad Eberflus is talking at two. Um, he's played in 65 straight games. I Last week, I said as far as the keys, I threw Robert Tunyon in there because Cole was coming in not 100%, but of course, he's Cole Komet, and he grinded through it and you know had a big day uh, before getting hurt. I, I would think that this has got to be the Rob Tunyon breakout game, man, your last game at Soldier Field. I don't see you coming back to the Bears. This is it. Your last chance, Tunyon. Come on, man. You got this. You can't. We can't rely on big Doug Mercedes Lewis to do much more than he's already done with his five catches on the season, and now he's got a touchdown pass. Yeah, that's a good point. We need to see somebody step up. And, you know, look, Darnell Mooney's also dealing with oh, concussion my- protocol too. So uh, Equinemius St. Brown looks like he's going to be – ready to go by Sunday. So you're just going to need guys to step up in general at the tight end position at the wide receiver spot. So I completely agree. It's now or never for Robert Tunyon. And after that drop against Cleveland, he needs to do something to really redeem himself and show why Luke Getze vouched for, you know, him to come on this team after being with him in green Bay. So we need to see something. I'm also offensive keys. Uh, Falcons. They're good against the rush. They're good against the pass. This is a pretty good defense. The bears are going up against here. Justin Fields is from Atlanta. Justin Fields has been rumored uh, that that you know one of his trade destinations could be Atlanta. I don't know how Justin would feel about going back to Atlanta. And and you know the more you read into the news out of Atlanta, it doesn't seem like uh, Arthur Smith is necessarily looking to go that way, assuming that he sticks around. But I do think that as far as offensive keys, Justin having a big day with his legs causing all sorts of havoc against a pretty you know, when they're lined up correctly, Atlanta defense, both effective against the run in the past. I think we're going to need some 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 fields creativity uh, for the Bears to score enough points to win. Yeah, Mark, I'll piggyback off that because I think that, you know, Atlanta, they have done a good job at um, stopping the run. But areas where they have given up some bigger plays is on those edge on the edges. So I think this is a big part where Justin Fields legs are going to come into play in. The Bears were really effective last week on it, it looks like a pitch that goes up the middle. There was a bunch of plays where Khalil Harbour was able to gain effective yards on that. Roshan Johnson was. And I talked to, to Roshan after that Cardinals game and I asked him, like, what what kind of what is that play? And essentially it's just an inside zone toss play and why they like it, the Bears. It allows the linebackers, if they think it's gonna bounce outside because of the pitch, to overcommit. If they do, they run inside. If they don't overcommit, they'll just run it front side. So what I was just seeing from that Colts game against the Falcons, even though the Colts, again, only scored 10 points, they got some successful plays on the edge. So I think RPOs attacking the boundaries are going to be a way that you can exploit this Atlanta Falcons defense. Get to the defense here in a second, but uh, I don't know if you've left anything out here, Nick, but let me let me give you one more just – obvious underlying key uh in his career dj moore against the falcons obviously played him a ton nfc south he's three and seven and he's averaging four and a half catches per game against carolina uh, against atlanta with with carolina uh darnell's not here cole's not here big dog wolverine as uh, gary ross put in the chat he's got to eat this is a, I don't know if he's healthy enough to do it. Guy didn't even show up in the injury report this this week, though. I mean, he's literally looked like he sprained his ankle. He was going to have to sit out the game. He's back out there five plays later. And then he's making, you know, a huge catch late in the game. This is a, this is a team DJ knows well. He's got a, he's got, he's got his QB one that he's been, uh, you know, given the love for. I, I think it's, I, I, I'm not saying we need a commander's 230 yard performance, but if the Bears are going to win, DJ's got to be big. Yeah, and he said yesterday in the locker room, I think he, he was around 98% because of that Wolverine. 98, okay. 98, okay. which is 1% better than what he said last time. So he's got that Wolverine being able to regenerate health type of uh, power there. So I think so too. And I, I put like my last uh, offensive key here is just explosive plays. The Bears are able to get a lot more of those against the Cardinals than they did two weeks ago against the Cleveland Browns. And the Falcons, again, you mentioned it, Mark. They, they're pretty good defense. They're not allowing too many explosive plays through the the ground or through the air. So you have to kind of pick and choose with this defense. And if I'm the Bears and Justin Fields, I'm going to most likely want to pick and choose when DJ Moore is running those vertical routes, those explosive routes, because that's usually the connection that has hit consistently throughout the season. 
Pelicans defense, ninth overall, sixth uh, when it comes to scoring points. So I don't think we're going to – I'm saying the Bears are going to put up 23 is my prediction this week. So I, I, I do not expect this to be a high-scoring game. I don't know if you're on top of that or, or, or taking the under on my 23, Nick. But, uh, yeah. All right, hey, shout-out to our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. NFL fans, listen, it's time to unwrap nonstop football action. This holiday season, throw down on the big matchups on DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. Uh, this week, new customers, you know it, you love it. You bet five bucks on the NFL, you score 150 instantly in bonus bets. So you are getting the value, as you know, when you step into the DraftKings situation. So get her on done. Um, you taking the Bears this week there, Nick? You feeling it? Well, Mark, we're supposed to give it away at the end, but I think our article's already okay. out on all CHTL. So. All right, no, 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 hold on. No, we'll, we'll hold on. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook uh, app now and use that code CHGO. New customers, $5 on NFL action to score 150 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code CHGO. The crown is yours. It's a great way to support us here. Uh, at CHGO Gambling Problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. I have a Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. CDKNG.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You are a pro at that, Mark. And we're also a pro here at indulging in our favorite Goose Island beer. And as you know, CHGO is supported by Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer since 1988. And they have the ultimate beer roster stacked Oktoberfest. Beer Hug Family, 312 Wheat Ale, Full Pocket Pills, Everyday Beer, what the brewers are drinking right now. If you're in the chat, you love Goose Island, just put what's your favorite beer that you've been drinking lately over the holidays. I'm sure there'll be some great options there, but you can grab an ultra-fresh brewery-exclusive beers at Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park or from their tap room on Fulton Street in West Town. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer. All right. Thank you, Gregory. Before we get to the defensive keys, uh, I want to I want to underline something because yesterday Adam Rank was on the show and we did the title for the show Civil War with with Justin and Caleb and just underlining all the conversation that's happening seemingly twenty four seven on social media and uh, in people's homes, whatever on the street. Let's go. What are they going to do with the QB? Okay, look. 75% of you, as far as CHGO goes, you want to stick with Justin Fields. And early in the season, when things were going a little bit south, and I didn't like how some fans seemed to be turning on Justin, we did on here stand with Fields. Like, I wanted a standing ovation for the guy coming out because he's been nothing but first class here. Well, Sunday could be his last game at Soldier Field in a Bears uniform. It's absolutely on the table. So there is an opportunity, if you are going, to give him a standing ovation. Get on your feet for Justin, man. Uh, it is I'm not saying it's going to make any difference on what they're going to do. Maybe he's staying, maybe he's going. I don't know. If I had to guess, I'm I'm I think that they are gonna be there'll be a new quarterback next year, but I have no idea. And I'm okay with anything they do. I've said that a thousand times. But for the guy that he's been, whether he's gonna be here or not, a a, a good standing mo ovation for Justin is worthy. And I would almost even go so far as to say, without being the corniest guy in the history of the podcast world, when they if, if the Bears win the football game on Sunday. And they're sitting at seven and nine. When when it's over, like I almost feel like it's sort of an end of season celebration. There could be a standing ovation for that whole team. This team's played their ass off, man. They've just lost some really tough games. They could easily be in the playoffs right now. It just didn't work out. I have, as far as the effort that this football team has given all season long, I I don't see how any Bears fan could have a problem with any of it. 
Well, and two, when you add in what Eddie Jackson said yesterday, Mark, he said this is the craziest season he's ever been a part of. You lose coordinators, you lose coaches, you don't have the hot start, and then you're here at the end here still somewhat fighting for a playoff spot. It's been a crazy year for Bears football. We, it's, you know, as Bears fans know, it's usually crazy when it comes to, uh, you know, the Chicago Bears. But, yeah, when I'm at the press box there, and if this is, you know, in fact, Justin Fields' last game, like, it's just going to be in hyper-focus, everything that he does. Everything that he does pre-game, post-game, who he's talking to, if he's taking a second longer to just kind of look out into the field. Yeah, I, I think that's worthy of paying attention to because we just don't know the future of him. He's been a lot of fun to watch, a lot of fun to cover. There haven't been successful football teams in terms of the wins that have come with him at the quarterback position. But, yeah, he's been electric. Matt, can can we go back to 2022 real quick where everyone's like, if only Justin had a team here and he was putting everybody on his back, like that was, that was him carrying that entire team for the entire season. And, you know, obviously it just hasn't worked out the way he wanted to, the way fans wanted to. I'm sure Ryan Poles, Matt Eberflus wanted to, but yeah, just uh, if you're going on Sunday, whether you like Justin Fields or not, you can have appreciation for, you know, how he's played and how much he's, given each and every single day to try to be the best quarterback he can be. I mean, Braggs, you could speak to this better than me. I, as I, I, I haven't been to end of year games with the bears, but I, I have been like end of game years uh, and last season, end of the season, last game at Wrigley where it's not a Cubs team that's going to the playoffs, but the, the team comes out of the dugout, the fans that stay, give them a standing ovation. They throw different, you know, batting gloves, hats whatever into the crowd and it's just an appreciation of what they've done yeah okay fine they finished 74 and 88 but the team was supposed to win 65 games and it's just an appreciation of the effort um has that ever happened at, at soldier field that, that you can recall uh not that i can recall like a specific standing ovation for a guy on his way out um can really like really think of no not off the top of my head I think if they win the game, maybe something at the end like you're asking for. I, I definitely think when the game starts, there's going to be a big ovation for Justin. There was a big ovation for the mm -hmm. last in the last home game on Christmas Eve for Justin when he came out the tunnel because I think we all understand what's on the line. So, but it, uh, specifically something that stands out to me, I, I can't really recall. Um, so if they can come out and win, I think that they'll get more of an ovation. But if they lose. I think you'll still feel some of the boo birds because you have to take into consideration Bears fans are always quite inebriated by the fourth quarter. <laughs> fair, fair enough. <laughs> All right, Nick, on to the defensive keys. I, I I got I got that off my chest. Here we go. Let's let let's uh let's look at this defensive performance. Uh, you know, Taylor Heineke and all. Yeah, so I think the first key for me is uh, I'm gonna use a word that's been used from a bunch of the coaches and players: population and. Uh, you heard Andre Curtis, the safeties coach, talk about Matt Eberflus use that word in reference to bringing down Bijan Robinson because this is a guy that if you're not tackling him with a group, you're most likely going to pay for it because this is a guy that's forced 50 missed tackles this season. That's tied for fourth most among running backs. He's a guy that will most likely make that first guy miss, whether it's with you know finesse and elusiveness or through power. He has a little bit of he has everything. And it was funny talking to Zach Pickens uh, earlier this week, Mark, and he just seemed like he was like, holy crap, we're playing Bijan Robinson. He called it wicked. And to see that on film and to know that he's going to play it on play him on Sunday. So these guys know what he brings. And you also have Ty, uh, Algier, uh, the other running back. You also have Cordell Patterson. So they have a pretty good rushing attack, Mark, but it's going to take all 11 guys swarming to the football, really utilizing that hits principle to bring down, uh, you know, Bijan Robinson, who's been really just racking it up here too. I think if I just looking at an article that was actually published at all CHGO.com this morning, Robinson's 10th in the league in rushing yards, 873 and 188 attempts. He also can catch out of the backfield. So he has seven touches on the season. So you just got to have everybody in line and ready to face a guy like that. Bijan, if you for you Atlanta football Falcons historians out there, he needs 87 yards to break William Andrews's team rookie record from scrimmage, which is 1332. So, 
And that was back in 1979. So if you're looking back at the Falcons history of, of, of guys coming in and making an impact as a rookie, I mean, it's been up and down for Bijan. He, for the, in the middle of the year, was it went south. But, I mean, overall, he's had a pretty damn solid rookie season. Um, 873 yards, seven touchdowns, four of them come on the ground. Um, he lines up as a receiver a lot uh, also if you, if you watch him. Um, and he had seven catches last week. So this is a guy they're using in different ways, which is why I was so excited about potentially pairing him uh, with Justin and seeing how crazy they could be. So he's, he's got 48 catches. Um, and and again, at, at this point, he's got overall, he's got 1,246 yards from scrimmage. So, you know, roughly 900 passing, 900 rushing and, and another 400 uh, through the air. So dual threat, baby. He's going to be all over the field. Yeah, and like as a receiver too, like with whether it's the safeties that uh, are going to be designated to him, or if you want to put TJ Edwards for man, but you just got to watch out for a guy like that because he is shifty. He knows how to run routes like a receiver. It was actually one. There was a touchdown that wasn't uh, successful because Bijan he ran a great route, but I think I don't know maybe being a rookie or spatial awareness, he backs up out of the end zone, catches the ball and doesn't know where his feet are at. But I'm sure he'll correct that mistake at Soldier Field on Sunday. But, yeah, you got, it takes everybody to try to stop a guy like that. Another thing that I was watching, Mark, just what this Atlanta Falcons offense does well, they love to move their offensive linemen in space for guys like B. John Robinson, Cordell Patterson, Algier, whoever it is. So going back to those linebackers, you have to be, if you're T.J. Edwards, Tremaine Edwards, Jack Sanborn, willing to, one, fight through blocks if your defensive line can't, you know, win at the point of attack, but also, yeah, it's all about taking angles. I think this game's going to be the most fundamental game there is where if you're not taking the proper angles, you're not tackling properly, things can, you know, become those explosive plays that the Bears don't want to give up. So it's just one more thing to kind of look at when you're watching this Falcons offense. Like those linemen love to pull, love to get out in space, whether it's screen plays or those outside zone pitch kind of kind of plays. They will get out there. So I'm lo really looking forward to seeing how Edwards, Edmonds, Sanborn can fight through blocks, get to their landmarks, and hopefully make plays. You know, it was the second leading receiver uh, yardage-wise on the Atlanta Falcons? Probably one of their tight ends. I would go with Pitts. That's correct, Kyle Pitts. Do you remember uh, what year he came out in the draft? That I think that was what? Two, was that the same draft as fields that's correct yeah, yeah fields went 11 Pitts went eighth they uh so they chose kyle pitts over justin fields and you're sitting there with taylor heineke and you've desmond rittered and you've just signed matt barkley off the practice squad so bears they have not used Kyle Pitts right uh, up to this point in his career, but uh, you know he's been making more plays lately. And I think it was Eddie Jackson last year that put a good hit on him that knocked him out for a couple of games when it was back in Atlanta. But uh, yeah, he's a freak athlete, and just maybe they can figure out how to start to use him after this week, and you know that that'll be great for them and good for the Bears. I, I have one last thing here, Mark, for the yep. defensive keys. Um, you mentioned Heineke. Uh, Montez Sweat was a guy that played with Heineke in Washington. Call him a really gritty player. If you watch, just watch how he plays. He he does have that grit to him. He's looking to extend plays. Kind of if there's an arm tag, he's going to try to fight through it and see if he can make a pass. There are a couple plays where he should have easily been intercepted by um, the Indianapolis Colts last week. They weren't able to fully make the play. So that grittiness can be good. But I think it also creates opportunities for a Bears defense that's been creating a lot of turnovers as of late. So you can, it, it, again, it can go both ways with that grittiness with with Tyler Heineke. But he's going to extend plays. He's going to try to, you know, find plays deep downfield. But he's also going to give you some opportunities. So I'm looking forward to seeing if the Bears can capitalize on things like that. Apologies. I don't know how I just brain farted Matt Barkley over from the Jaguars to the Falcons, but I did that. So, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> These things happen. Uh, it's Friday. My bad. Look, I, I just as far as uh, you know what you're talking about, and just the Bears defense overall. Montez Sweat is. I we talk about him a lot, but I almost feel like we you should be making a bigger deal on what this what has happened here. I mean, the Bears have gone from a horrendous bottom of the NFL defense 
to the Bears might end up unbelievably. They might end up with, as far as statistics, it's not the best rushing defense they've ever had because teams don't run the ball as much. But they might actually end up the season allowing the least amount of yards on the ground in the history of the franchise, which is crazy. Um, and they're definitely going to be in the top five. So the 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 run defense was solid, but it went to the next level when Sweat got here. And then they actually started getting to the quarterback. You go back to last season, the Bears couldn't Bears couldn't stop anything. It, it was it was it was straight brutal. So Ryan Poles, you you went out and, and, and got Tremaine. You went out and got TJ. You now went out and got Montez. You went out and got Billings. It's a hell of a job, man. I mean, really. Yeah. It's, that is, Mark, it's they a, were. Yeah. They were thirty first in run defense last last season. Thirty first. Mm-hmm. There was only team that was worse was the Houston Texans in terms of total yards given up. So it's been a complete one eighty from what this defense has been able to do at stopping the run. And it's a good point that not as many teams are having, you know, as, as much of a emphasis on rushing, but it's still obviously there. And the bears, you know, they put the guys in place to really stop that element from opposing offenses. And there, I don't, I would have to go back and see who had the most productive day. It probably was maybe week one against green Bay, but like there have not been teams that have, come into Chicago or whether they've been on the road and run on the bears just hasn't happened. And what, I mean, you know, what's exciting about it is that you would think that this is, you know, you're, you, you resign building sweats here. Guys are getting better. Uh, Jervon Dexter senior. Let's put you in the key category here. Let's, let's see you get back and hit the quarterback. Once again, uh, Zach Pickens, I, you know, here's my pay attention moment. So I'm going back and watching Arizona last week. They are still the rookies. If you watch, it's not. It's not all the time, and maybe it's not even half the time. But I, I think we're right. Up, call it right about half. They are late getting off the ball. And Nick, you do a lot of, you do a lot of film watching. Do you see the same thing? You're you're shaking your head. Yes. Yeah, it's just inconsistent when they're actually coming off the ball when the rest of the defensive line is actually getting off. So. I think it, I think it's gotten better since the beginning of the season, but it's just not as consistent as you'd still like it to be. But yeah, I have noticed that. Yeah, I, right. It's not all the time, and I think that's a great underlying. It has it's most definitely gotten better, but mm-hmm. want it to be. So I, I don't, you know, they, there's there's still a, a a couple of hurdles to to get over here if we're, if they're going to get to the next level as far as you know impacting getting in the backfield, all of that. All right, Nick, why don't you tell us about our friends at Empire Today? Yeah, of course. With uh, Obviously, with Empire Today, uh, you get a shop at home convenience, the right products for your needs, quick and professional installation, and, of course, a low price guarantee. And Empire Today is the best place to get new flooring. And so, of course, when you're the best at what you do, you have copycats. And, but, they can, but they can't beat Empire on the quality, service, speed. And so those other companies will advertise low-quality products that they simply won't carry and they won't promise the lowest prices because anyone who does simply isn't putting flooring in your home that they wouldn't put in theirs. And they keep shopping for floors really simple, you guys, with curated product selection. Empire's philosophy is to help you find what you need, not overwhelm you with thousands of choices and substitutes. What they leave out on the selection floor is as important as what they put in. And they also have this virtual floor design um, concept, which is a great way to see you know, new floors and whatever space that you're looking to upgrade. And it's easy. You just snap a picture and instantly see how new floors will look in your room. And here's the most important part, everybody. You can schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive a $350 off discount when you use the promo code CHGO. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash CHGO for details. I love our friends at Empire today, as well as our friends at ComEd. It is getting easier for businesses to switch to electric vehicles. It's something we can all get behind. Greg Braggs is fully behind it. He's big time behind it. He is behind it for the health of the planet and for the well-being of all of us who share it. Nick, this is a this is a great thing that ComEd is doing. Yeah, and everyone's behind it, including Greg Braggs, and the electric grid is actually evolving to meet your cleaner energy needs as we all move with confidence towards an electric tomorrow. Whether you have 
one delivery man, or a whole fleet of shipping trucks, ComEd can help support you to make the changes that make sense. So what should business owners do, Nick? I got you, Mark. They can go to ComEd.com slash clean to learn more about the resources, fleet rebates, and infrastructure incentives available to help businesses go electric. If you own a business, don't wait. Start making your plan today to go to electric vehicles. Good for business, good for the planet, good for all of us, really. And you can go to comed.com slash clean. Did you say comed.com slash clean? You heard me right, Mark. You can go now and see how going electric connects all of us to a better way of doing business and a better future for generations to come. I would love to see all the brags in the stands, trucks going electric via comed.com, <laughs> comed.com slash clean. That'd be an amazing job uh, for brags in the stands network. All right. Uh, let us get to our favorite part of the Friday shows where we take you to the X factor, to the bold predictions, to something that you should perhaps gamble on via DraftKings and or circa all right x factor is here that's a picture of justin are you going with fields nick oh my x factor is uh i think just the offensive support around fields mark we were talking about it there probably might not be a darnell mooney in this game with the concussion being a concussion protocol cole Komet has not practiced all week with that knee injury so guys need to step up and that's going to be the x factor whether they do or not so looking at you, Equinemius St. Brown, looking at you, Robert Tunyon, Mercedes Lewis, Tyler Scott, and Valus Jones, you're like, you need these guys, Mark, to step up in this game. It can't just be the DJ Moore show. I guess it can if it's similar to what he did in, uh, against Washington, but you just need guys to, to honestly step up in this game, make plays when they're asked to do so. And whether that's executing a block or getting open on a certain route concept, whatever it is, like, the guys need to step up with some of the, you know, starters being down right now and dealing with injuries. So that's my X factor. I'll give you a couple. Number one, you're six and eight. I don't, I don't trust uh, uh, six and nine. Excuse me. I don't doubt the bears motivation, but it is the end of the year. It's new year's Eve. You might be thinking about your new year's Eve plans with your amazing human being. You might have gone to a comedy show this week and had a great time, and now all of a sudden you're focused on how you're going to make this great New Year's Eve. You know, you, you got to get out there early, man. Get get your high leg kicks going on. Get some, 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 some solid uh, calf stretches, the whole thing. Just get yourself mentally ready to go, Bears. This is, uh, you know, I, I think getting your mind right to do this at this point of the season is huge, which they've done a great job of so far. Now, uh, look, you got to get the ground game going, man. That That's how this is going to happen. So be it Khalil staying hot or Deontay Foreman coming back to where he was or a big bust-out game from Roshan, uh, the, the Falcons, you know, rush defense is solid, as we've, as we've underlined. But I, I creativity, sticking to it, a little end of the season. The Falcons have an 18% chance to make – or 11% chance to make the playoffs, 18 if they beat the Bears. All right. Atlanta doesn't want it. Atlanta's done. Hit him in the mouth, man. We are here to make a statement. Arthur Smith, is he going to be back? Is he not going to be back? The Falcons said, you know, who knows? So, uh, yeah, I, I think this is going to be a whole lot of ground game if we're, if we're going to do this. So, I, I guess if I'm going to name one person, I'll name Khalil to, to stay big and to build off what he did last week. Yeah, he looked good, Mark. He had his burst back, was able to bounce outside, had some really good rushes over 100 yards. So, yeah, Khalil Herbert – I. You know, I thought it'd be more running back by committee, but he looks to be back as the the guy. And it was really he was really productive last week, so it was good, really good to see. All right, bold prediction time. Mm. I'm expecting one from you, Greg. By the way, when we get to the third, the third <laughs> here, I've let you off the hook all show, but I want a bold prediction. So you got two minutes to think about it, maybe three. Go ahead. What do you got? Well, if this is, in fact, Justin Fields' last game at Soldier Field, Mark, I, I wanted to center it around him. So I was thinking what could be bold, but maybe in the realm of possibility. And I was thinking a three-touchdown performance for Fields, two through the air. We're going to give one to Equinemius St. Brown, who is coming back, and also DJ Moore, and he'll have a rushing touchdown. But like I was saying earlier, I think there's an opportunity to rush on this Atlanta defense when you get to the edges. That's where Fields does work. So 100-yard game, also rushing, Mark. So a three-touchdown performance. 
and a rushing uh, 100 yards rushing on the ground. Three toddies, 100 on the ground. Might as well give him a contract extension at the end of it. Gregory, <laughs> have you been able to think of one or should or or is it uh, you know, just kind of a relaxing day for you over there and nothing pops to your mind? Well, I had to uh, <clears throat> threaten the chat that they'll be banned if they can't keep it civil, as I have to do every day in the chat. But my bold prediction is another guy that may be making his last game <clears throat> at Soldier Field, and that's Eddie Jackson, who will have a pick six on Taylor Heineke. Taylor likes to give the ball to the other team at times, you know, and he's a guy that's willing to try to fit it in windows. And Eddie Jackson's always been a guy that can bait and switch. So, um, you know, I can see Eddie Jackson returning a pick six in his final game in Soldier Field. Like it. I hope Eddie's back next year, but I love love that one. All right. Um, My guy had... Uh, did nothing last week. Zippo, all right? And uh, the most catches he's ever had in the game this year was three. And he did that against the Cleveland Browns. The most yards he's ever had in a game was in the same game, 49. Other than that, he hasn't been over 20 in any game. He has yet to find the end zone all season long. Anybody know who I'm talking about? You are talking about Tyler Scott. That is correct, Nick. I like you, Nick. I like you on top of your game, Nick. Way to go. Um, I see my internet's getting wonky, which is scaring me. Okay. Uh, Tyler Scott, someone's got to step up here. Darnell's done. And and you're to your DJ thing. Listen, T. Scott, you're on the Adam Rank podcast with the Tyler Scott show. We had Adam on this week. There's a connection to CHGO. It's the last game of the year. I like 13. Somebody's got to get open. It ain't going to be. So let's go. Tyler, your first time in the end zone, and you're going to have a career high day. You're going to hit the 50 yard barrier. Let's go, T. Scott. Enough, Luke Getzi, with making the a five foot, nine inch, 140 pound guy's main duty being out there blocking. I yeah, just... that's not that's not the best role for Tyler Scott. Not right now, at least. Actually, I don't know if it ever will be. He's not, he just doesn't have the frame to do it, but he's willing. But just oh, he's, he's better running routes. I mean, sure, he's 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 a he's a good Tyler Scott. The guy will do whatever he asks him to do. He's <laughs> he's I I I enjoy him. He's a he's a fine fellow. But let let's let him run free. Let's let him do what he does. Let's let's you know down the field. That's right. All right. Uh, as we wrap up here, and um, you will should be back next Friday. As I uh, appreciate getting an opportunity to sit here with you, Nick. Uh, you were out there yesterday, the Jeff Dickerson Good Guy Award. Uh, JD, when I started in the business, we were it was roughly around the same time. I was in it a little bit earlier than Jeff, but um, and it's been said a, a zillion times. But J- JD was the most supportive guy going. He would send you the random text like, "Hey, saw you over there, great job," or um, you know, if you're out at Hallis Hall and some some people at out at Hallis are friendlier than others, JD was always like somebody that you could just lean on. Hey, uh, you know, who's you know, as as far as just what was going on, any question you had, if your recording equipment wasn't working, he was he'd set you up with you know, you need the sound, no problem, whatever. I mean, and then uh, you know, when he got sick, I I, I wasn't best friends with JD, but I we were obviously always cordial and whatnot. And, you know, I'm sending him, I'm sending him texts and he's writing the nicest stuff back to me. So, uh, just a reminder, what a great dude he was. And, and to Eddie Jackson, getting the Jeff Dickerson, good guy award for people who don't know, like they, uh, they, you know, the, the, the writers created this award for the bear that is the most generous with his time with the media and always conducts himself professionally. Eddie has been, Eddie's phenomenal, man. He'll kid with you. He'll give you a positive stuff. Uh, you know, Positive answers. He'll he'll sit there when things aren't going that well. I, I thought it was I thought it was really great that 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 Eddie got it. You you had some great candidates. T.J. Edwards would have been a fine uh, selection, but I, I was happy to see Eddie got the award. Yeah, and Eddie was just available. To be completely honest, like he was always at his locker, and if you came up to him, you know he talked to. You. And there was this one time I wasn't even working on a story, but he was playing chess on his phone. I'm like, oh, is this something new that you picked up? And he's like, yeah, I actually just started. I'm playing someone online, but. 
you know, I can still whoop this guy and, you know, still do a couple, you know, questions if you want. So always willing. And to go back to Jeff Dickerson, like when I was at Iowa, he was someone that I looked up to just how he would, you know, one approaches approach, how he was covering the bears, writing podcasts, radio, everything. He did everything. And I remember I, I skipped out of early out of one of my classes because I had Jeff Dickerson on the bears brothers podcast. So I had to get out early, got there and they even cleaned my room or anything. There's a, there's a Devin Hester Jersey hanging up on the wall. And he's like, Hey Nick, that's a really cool Devin Hester Jersey. And then he told me a, like a little quick snippet about it. And the first day that I was technically, you know, on the beat for CHGO, he's like, Hey Nick, look, this is a, this was a, what was it? OTA practice. What you see now, just know that that's not what's going to, look like but just wanted to give you some pointers as you're now fully on the beat so to what you were saying mark he always gave his time to anybody who was around him super awesome dude and yeah it's it's awesome that uh you know we can honor him in this way with the good guy award i'm trying i was just doing the math on that so when you started chgo jeff was still with us is that right yeah yeah wow wow I, I didn't even know he was sick. I mean, when we were he was obviously like, sick at that point, but yeah, yeah, he was, and he didn't show it, which was, you know, just I, I think speaks to him and who he was as a person. Yeah. All right. Uh, what's your what's what's your game score here, Nick? What are you doing? Yeah, I have the Bears winning this one, Mark, and I I was originally going to put at twenty four to twenty. I think the Bears are favored by three right now, but you know, I jumped it up. I put twenty seven twenty. I know Atlanta is a better team overall than the um, Cardinals that obviously the Bears beat last week. And the Bears are, you know, going to be down some weapons. But I think they figure some things out that they like from last week and carry over against a better opponent and ultimately win by seven at home for their fifth straight victory or fifth victory at Soldier Field to close it out. But 27-20 Bears. All right. I got 23-17. I got the Bears winning. I got the defense handing the offense 10 points. Uh, pick six, something, some, I'll, I'll go with your Eddie Jackson scenario. That'd be amazing. Um, and then I got him setting him up for another field goal and the bears offense doing enough 23, 17 win number seven, baby. Let's go as a brilliant man on the show predicted seven and 10. Uh, and his name is also Lawrence Benedetto, but Lawrence only picked it because of me. <laughs> Uh, we will be doing our deal. Yes, Gregory. Well, you didn't want to ask me my prediction. Uh, I didn't want to, I didn't want to make you work uh, too hard. Are you disrespecting the, um, reigning champ of picking teams, picking games here on CHGO bears? That's a, that's a very fair point. We, you have, are the, the we have a title still in balance here right now. Adam Carm and I are all tied at nine and six picking the bears this season. And we've all picked the Bears to win this week. So that means <laughs> we will be entering the final week of the season with Bears pack at stake. Who's going to be the one to have the balls to pick the Bears? And uh, so, yeah, I have Bears winning 20 to 17. I think it will be a low scoring affair. I almost lead in Falcons if, if, with Komet and Mooney potentially not playing. I, like, I think that that could be really tough on the offense. It's going to be a little colder, but the fact that they're at home, you know, the Falcons did play very well against the Colts last week. They're still fighting for something. So it would be interesting to see how they play, but the way the defense is playing uh, for the bears, I, I think they're going to give Taylor Heineke a, a tough time. So I had to lean bears. I am surprised though. If you look at our, our, our media pundits across the city and some nationally, they put it out in the sun times, um, Fishbane, Johns, Pompey, Greenberg, Hogue, Tellender, Finley, Leisure, Scoop Jackson, Mark Potash, Matt Bowen, Pete Prisco, Mike Florio, Chris Sims, all picked the bears. The only one to pick the Falcons, Rick Morrissey. And I do have to give a shout out. Chris Sims picking the bears this year from pro football talk 13 and two. Picking the Bears this year. That is really damn impressive. I also have to give a shout out to my guy, Patrick Finley from the Chicago Southern Times. 12 3 picking the Bears this year. This has been a really tough year to pick the team, especially when Justin's playing. 
Uh, they've been so up and down. You don't know what to expect from them. And blowing games, they should have won. I'm not going to gripe too much that I got screwed in my Cleveland and Denver picks, or maybe my record's a little better, but I also got lucky in uh, the Minnesota game. So there's a, there's a bit of a wash aspect there. So, uh, yes, we will be entering the final week of the season with the crown at stake. But, yes, I am still your defending champion, Mark Carmen. I thought about picking Atlanta because I knew everyone's picking the Bears and it'd be a chance for me to jump ahead, and I should have done it, and I didn't. But, hey, I hope uh, I hope we're all right, and I hope we're sitting at 10-6, and six, and then, of course, I will get it right the final week, and you two will slip up and not have the brilliance that I show on a daily basis, really. Nick, it was wonderful to be with you, buddy. Awesome hanging out with you guys well, again. Not me. I see. <laughs> you too, Gregory. Save the best for last, buddy. But, you know. I, no, no. No, that's fine. No problem. <laughs> see you later. It was lovely. Hey, uh, all right, we'll see, you, we'll see you Sunday at 11. Nick, of course, will be at Soldier Field. If you see him walking around, say hi to him. It'll make his day. It'll make all of our days. We love when we get a shout-out to anybody at CHGO. Um, so we appreciate everybody in here, as always. Have a great, safe start to your New Year's Eve, New Year's Day weekend. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, fun show today. So thanks for being here. Nick, any brilliant thoughts on the way out here? Uh, I got nothing, so that's really disappointing. But like, yeah. like you said, Mark, enjoy uh, your New Year's Eve weekend and stay safe. My brilliant thought is Matt Eberfuss's brilliant thought. Just remember, be where your feet are, eyes forward. Beat, eyes, loose, Friday. Have a great day. My final word, go Jags. <laughs> <laughs> we all silly like the mayor. 